Hey everybody and welcome back to the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and joining me as always is my good buddy. This is Ryan. And this week we have a motherfucking guest. And I just want to go ahead and say that this is one of my best friends. I am super proud of her for what she's done because she is one of the newest members of the Elder Scrolls Online stream team. Her name is Hyper Pixie. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Pixie, and I am kind of obsessed with Elder Scrolls in general, especially Elder Scrolls Online. I've been playing that game since it launched on console back in, gosh, 2015, I think now, so about five and a half years, and it does not feel like that long at all. Uh, Got started with Elder Scrolls back with Morrowind, and then I played them out of order because I didn't have an Xbox there for a little while, so I played it (laughs) a little bit of Morrowind then Skyrim, then bounced back to Oblivion, and now I'm in Elder Scrolls Online. So it's, I, I really enjoy RPGs of all sorts. I am a Twitch streamer who mainly streams Elder Scrolls Online and uh, going to be streaming Cyberpunk soon too. So trying yeah. to add some variety in as well. And I'm also a co-host on the Tales of Tamriel podcast, which Dalton is actually the one who told me about Tales of Tamriel. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, Great to yeah, guest on man. your show now. Right, right. I uh, I love Tales. I li- still listen to those guys, even though I don't play ESO anymore. Uh, I've been meaning to get back into it. It's just like, I've learned this with World of Warcraft, is that when I try to play the games for the show and juggle an MMO, I'm having this constant battle in my head of, do I play the game that I'm paying to play, or do I play the game that I need to play for the show? And it's this constant war in my head. So I'm like, ah, so I've, I've kind of just put MMOs aside for right now. Um, yeah, until at least, at least until we pull a shorter game. That's been me since we started Guild Wars. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And, that, and now we have Guild Wars to dive into and I'm like, Oh man, so much. So maybe next time we pull, like I, I was, uh, I was adding a couple uh, extraneous games that I didn't have on the list to the list today. And the main story of, uh, I think it's called Furious Angels. The main story is five minutes long. Fantastic. What? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I don't. Need, I don't even know how that's. Po- I'm, I'm wondering if it's like a shoot 'em up, and they just give you a plot dump in the beginning, and they're just like, "There you go. <laughs> this is the story. <laughs> go have fun." I don't. I, I don't know how it's going to work. But it probably just launches like uh, there's no time to explain. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that game. So opening I don't credits. Know if- All right, you're at the climax. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that game starts out, and you're just like this dude sitting in your living room, and a future version of yourself bursts through the wall and is like, I need you to come with me. The world's about to end, but there's no time to explain. And this beast comes in and just kills that version of yourself. And then the game starts and you're like, what the fuck is going on? It's really good way to start a game though. That actually sounds super interesting. Oh, that game, that game, tremendous put together, but it's, it's stupid fucking hard. (laughs) they they went too hard with it (laughs) me and ryan both got to the same boss and said nope we're done yeah (laughs) that was me with dark souls 3 honestly uh my boyfriend and i had bought it we're like this sounds like it'll be fun we can kind of play it together you know if one of us gets too frustrated we'll just pass the controller i'm like (laughs) how hard can it be i do in-game raids in eso i'm good at video games Oh my god, we had to return it because we both nearly broke a controller, and we had only played for two hours. We're like, you know what? (laughs) Fuck this game. It's going back. We're getting a different game. (laughs) Yeah, those games. I I added the first Dark Souls to the list just to punish myself, because I would like to try that series more than I have. Like, my only experience with it was, I had a good friend of mine that him and his son would play the Dark Souls games together. And I went over there, and they were stuck on some boss, and I remember that it was a giant tree. And they said, we've been stuck on this boss for two weeks, and we can't beat it. 
and I said, let me give a crack at it. And I beat it my first try. <laughs> and the next thing I knew after that, a random enemy killed me. And they were like, welcome to Dark Souls, bro. <laughs> like, you get well, lucky sometimes, but that's about it. I got mad at the way dodge roll works in that game. I don't know what, it, I can't remember now because it was a while ago, but there was something about dodge roll that just made me rage immediately. I guess because it didn't feel like ESO dodge roll. And so I jumped straight from ESO the night before into that game and it didn't work the same, which oh, yeah, just was difference. immediately frustrating. And that happens with, like, any game. Lately, since I've been bouncing between Assassin's Creed Valhalla and ESO. And so I'll, I'll play ESO, like, three, four nights a week, and then the rest of the week is Valhalla right now. And so going from pressing five on my mouse, which is just what I keybinded it to, to dodge roll, to all of a sudden I'm double-clicking directions and stuff to dodge roll in that direction. It's just very, very different. And <laughs> I keep hitting five on my mouse, which is my big AOE heal. I'm like, why am I not dodging? Why am I healing people? It's not what I was trying to do. I can just <laughs> let them die. I have to stay alive. But <laughs> I, have to, I have to ask you, uh, how is Valhalla? I know I've yeah. heard you oh, rant and rave yeah. about it. So I, I'm so waiting to pick it, up Valhalla, so I'm interested to hear... It was a little rocky launch, so I, I do have to come straight out and say I absolutely adore the game. It's been fantastic. Uh, the gameplay is really fun. I've heard it plays better on controller, but it was just I'm out of ports and I don't have a Bluetooth Xbox controller and my PC does not like my PlayStation controllers, apparently. So, um, but once you get used to the controls and stuff, it, it plays fine. Uh, it does have, it's not super well optimized on PC, it's better now than it was right at launch because there was a patch that fixed a lot of the crashes, but right at launch, it crashed like multiple times every time I play it. And it wasn't maxing out my system or anything like that. I, I definitely like meet the recommended and above. So it just is poorly optimized. Um, but that's remember, Ubisoft. <laughs> I remember hearing that that happened with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn as well when that first yeah. launched on PC, that it was having some issues with crashing and stuff. And I think that's just like, I don't know, people porting, I think porting a game that is specifically made for console to PC is almost still relatively new mm -hmm. because almost all the games that I could think of ever also came out on PC in some way, shape, or form. So these games that haven't, and now they're having to be ported to these new systems, I can see that there's going to be some issues, but it's nothing that they can't fix. Now, with Ubisoft games in the past, so with every other Assassin's Creed game, I always got it on console, because up until about two years ago, I was a console gamer. Um, so this is the first one that like I've put any significant amount of time into on PC, but I have a buddy, Wandering Bard, who um, he is a huge AC fanatic, and he told me that every single release on PC is just really buggy for a long time. And that's just a Ubisoft thing that they tend to prioritize consoles. So I'm going off of what he's saying, but that seems to be true from my experience with this one in particular. That it seems to have a lot of crashes on PC, but that consoles seem to be doing a little bit better with it. But I like it. The photo mode. Oh my god. The photo mode, I think, is what I've spent most of my time doing in that game. Uh, I'll, like, wait until I get a really cool, like, stun attack where I'm bashing some dude in the <laughs> head with his own shield. And I'm taking a picture and she has the crazy eyes. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think I sent you this one, Dalton, where I did, like, my Valkyrie dive where I jump up with both my axes out and I'm about to, like, behead a dude and I'm in the air. Yeah. I, I had way too much fun just taking pictures that night. <laughs> yeah, I know that uh, once I eventually get into that 
and start playing some more Assassin's Creed. Because I have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I still need to beat that. Um, I love taking screenshots. I've been posting all kinds of screenshots that I've been taking in my Skyrim playthrough. Yeah. And, you, you, you know, you, so photo mode is always a cool. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's because it's like, oh, that looks cool. Click. Like, I, it started It started with me in Final Fantasy fourteen, like, just getting cool pictures of my character in cool armor. And then I was like, well, you know, I could probably do this in other different types of games. And then No Man's Sky. I took a lot of pictures in No Man's yeah, Sky. Yeah, I did it and, a lot with No Man's Sky, too. And I did now, a lot with Animal Crossing as well. I love Animal <laughs> Crossing. I Dude, also take lots of fun screenshots in Animal Crossing. I, I'm willing to bet that all of my villagers are gone and my island is just overrun with weeds. Oh, mine has been neglected for months now. Probably. Yeah, I played a few yeah. days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've been meaning to. I'll tell you what. Um, speaking of Switch games, I, and this is... Uh, you know, not technically legal, but whatever. I have a way to run Breath of the Wild on my PC. Oh, nice. And, dude, running Breath of the Wild at 2K and with upscaled 60 frames a second, all that kind of stuff. Ooh, dog, it's a whole new game. <laughs> now, on the topic of legal or not legal, I mean, okay, legal legality-wise, it's probably not great. But if we're looking from a morality standpoint... You own the game on Switch. Like, you already paid for the game. You're just playing it on a different That's platform true. that it was never meant to play on. They don't That's even true. sell a PC copy, so it's not like they could be earning that money from you. Like, if they released a PC port, then sure. But you, yeah. you already bought the game, so I think there are worse true things enough. you could be doing. True enough, true enough. Um, Speaking of it's, that, it's did you see the fun. article the other day where the, the new Xbox console is going to be able to play games on the p like from the ps2 yes yes yeah yeah they're like oh yeah by the way you can activate developer mode run retro arc have fun and it's like oh okay so the xbox can play any game it wants to yeah, basically pretty, pretty, <laughs> back from back in the pretty day pretty much yeah that's pretty sweet in my opinion like <laughs> they're like we, we like, have dude, no major games at launch but you guys can play any game you want there's that right yeah, it's like if you put RetroArch on there and then you get an external hard drive that's big enough, you could have like every single retro console's entire catalog at your disposal at any time. Oh, yeah. Be wild. The article I saw that was talking about it, I, I think the tagline was uh, Xbox does ba PlayStation backwards compatibility better than PlayStation because it can run like the PlayStation 2 games and stuff. Yeah. It was yeah. great. I was like, this is hilarious. You know, uh, Speaking of uh, things that are in the news, real quick before we dive into Skyrim, I have to ask you guys. This was brought to my attention by Fenris in the uh, our Discord channel. Um, have you seen that Monster Hunter World has been getting review bombed on Steam because of no. the movie? Because of the movie? I yeah, didn't know there so, was a movie. God, I hate so people who a, review bomb. It's it's awful. It's dumb. So okay, yeah, they, they made a movie. The main character is Mila Jovovich. To me, it gives off a Resident Evil vibe, but just Monster Hunter instead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, So, apparently, it got, it's already out in China. It hasn't come out here yet, but it's already out in China. And people are up in arms in China because there's a joke in the movie that says, you know what type of knees those are? Chinese. Well. And mm. they, th they say that it's like referencing some joke uh chinese japanese dirty knees something like that and yeah. and i always thought that, that was 
Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees, look at these. And like, it was a fat guy <laughs> shaking his tits thing. That was what I was to me growing up because I was, a, I guess, because I was a fat guy. So <laughs> I don't know. So when I saw that that was the reason, I was like, okay, that's, I don't know. Like to me, I, I've heard a lot of jokes in my time, but saying like, what kind of knees are those? Chinese? I, I don't find that, aff- but I'm not Chinese yeah. too. So, but to me, I don't know. I feel like when I, when I saw that, I was like, oh man, what joke did they say? I'm thinking it's going to be something harsh. Yeah, I was well, thinking it was going to be some sexist but, thing well, that's like really bad. Their, their system gets a little uppity when it comes to like censorship and everything like that. Like Winnie the Pooh is yeah, and still banned in China as like a caricature and like entity because of the memes dude, that floated around. Like That fucking episode of South Park, dude, when Mickey Mouse comes yeah. in and he's like, who the fuck did it? Who cost me fucking money? Yeah. Was it you? Was it you? And they throw Winnie the Pooh in the fucking prison because <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we're I mean, we're we're, we're trending on say. our we're trending on our way to that sort of level two, <laughs> especially if they repeal Section Two Thirty and allow companies to get sued for other people's content. Like, well, I I'll definitely say like it. It sounds like that was a stupid joke to begin with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was some soldier, apparently, that just says it, like, while they're out on the battlefield or something. Is like, that even something that's in the game? Probably not. Just, like, poured it straight no, no, over? They... Like, I don't understand what context that would even be funny. No. Dalton, but I'm gonna Dalton go ahead. hit it on the head. This movie is just going to essentially be Resident Evil, but Monster Hunter instead. They're, they're going for I that think, yeah, heavy think... action-based movie that has nothing to actually do with the video game franchise. They're just going to run with it. Like yeah basically um and i think they're just trying to cash in on the popularity of that game recently with iceborne and all of that they are but from what i've seen i mean i was super stoked about that movie meg that came out about the megalodon because i read i love the book i read the books i love the book i I loved the book the movie was such a hot pile (laughs) that movie was hot garbage and it was fantastic It was, yeah, it was one of those, like, so bad, it's like Velocipaster. Oh, no, it's not that bad. That that movie is an instant <laughs> classic. That, that movie is up there with, like, um, Kung Fury and, what was that, Commando Ninjas? Yeah, Commando Ninjas. Man, the, Taylor, have you ever seen Velocipaster? Did I ever tell you about that you at all? You told me about it, but I haven't actually watched it. See, so this is kind of like a running joke in, like, my stream and Discord. It's not even so much a joke, it's just pretty true, is that I just don't watch any movies pretty much ever. Oh. Like, I just, in the last, like, year, saw Harry Potter for the first time. I'm just now watching Lord of the Rings for kind of the first time. I was really young whenever I watched them the actual first time, and I missed the first one, so you need to do, kind of didn't uh, make any sense. You need to do first reaction videos, then. Just start... Oh, I've never seen Star Wars, either, and people have been hitting me hard on that, and... I've never seen any Ace Ventura movie, how, which how my old boyfriend are you? isn't happy How old about. are you? <laughs> 27. And how have you not even accidentally once seen any of these movies? Like, they're on TV <laughs> all the time. Like, I don't know. It's because I'm playing video games that, instead of watching movies. And that's what happens to me but. is, like, all this stuff comes out. There's so many shows that I want to watch, but it's like, but I'm always just, I just end up playing video games instead here's your here's your guest goal you have to watch velocipaster and then record a first reaction video (laughs) so the thing is is like the stupid humor movies i i don't know why things just can't hold my attention span i don't have i've never been diagnosed with that i just walk off it's 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 not that this movie is like stupid humor it's that when they created this movie they knew this movie was going to be 
ridiculously bad from the get-go. So they like excelled at making the movie as bad as possible. Like, yeah, they embraced it. It's a, what, like, the yeah. opening sequence starts off with a fight scene, and then it zooms in on an empty parking spot. And it said, the budget was too low for special effects. Imagine a car blowing up. <laughs> yeah. oh, but there's, yeah. like, absolutely nothing there. And then, like, the major fight scene at the end, when the pastor actually turns into the Velocipaster, he's in one of the inflatable dinosaur suits, just fighting a bunch of fucking ninjas. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. He's just, he's, it's, it's the cheapest-looking raptor it's, suit. They probably did it with a budget of, like, $400. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um anyways anyways let's let's uh let's jump into it so real quick ryan what have you been up to in skyrim this week? Uh, you know chasing fucking quests like there's so many of them i'm overwhelmed my quest log is absolutely massive now because i keep picking shit up that gives me another quest I, I'm, I'm gonna start avoiding books like these books have opened up so many fucking quests for me <laughs> like oh man but that's that you can get some good gear oh, I know, from some of that. I know. Like the for, like yeah. uh, the Forbidden Legend but and things like that. That's I think I cool. think the last thing I've left off on is I'm uh, I think I'm doing Meridia's Beacon. Another hand uh, touches the beacon. Yep, that one. Yeah, that was just a, that one. Yeah. Hear my words, champion. <laughs> Go to my temple and cleanse the plague that whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah that lady. I, I just I just went and put her beacon on the thing earlier today and did that whole shoot up into the sky where she talks to you and she's all like, go do this. And at the end, I'm like, well, I don't really have a choice, do you? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm kind of jumping ahead into ESO versus Skyrim a little bit here. But our most recent expansion includes Mount Kilcreath. Oh, and nice. you actually get to do, go do some quests there and stuff. Nice. It's really cool to see it. The big statue of Meridia is still there. Back in the second era, which tells you how ancient that is, and it's it's a really cool quest line. And oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, it, it's just basically all of her followers have been slaughtered, and that's what you see whenever you get there. And it's it's just fantastic. Though the writing there was great. Wow. So, uh, to the listeners or anybody who you know is listening and might not know, um, Elder Scrolls Online takes place about a millennia before skyrim i think it's just about a thousand years somewhere um, around there i think it was like 850 something but i don't know i i do the math yeah. sometimes and then promptly forget what it is but it's a long time yeah it's a long time before skyrim so it's it'll that's one thing i want to do before you know uh, after we talk about what we've been doing in the game is kind of touch on what changes like what was different back then as opposed to what's what's going on these days um personally uh this week i I killed Ulfric Stormcloak, cut yes. his head off, um, because the Stormcloaks are racist bastards, and I, and my character, Orin Javgar, uh, is a Nord from Cyrodiil, like I said, and he does not understand why everybody's like, Skyrim's for the Nords, because he grew up in the Imperial City, where there was a smattering of everyone. He even once met a lady who was asking him about necrophilia in Cyrodiil, and, uh, he didn't quite have an answer for her. <laughs> But, so I killed Ulfric. Um, one thing that bothers me, though, about killing him is that Imperials are still like, you shouldn't be here. Get out. Like, what are you doing in this building? And I'm like, motherfucker, I helped y'all win. Leave me alone. I'm taking your fucking carrots. Like, get off my back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also, I killed Alduin. I, That's uh, fun. That's I a fun that. fight. 
First time ever. That was my first time killing Alduin. Nice. Congrats. I had always gotten up to the point where I had to uh, catch Odaving, or like right before then, and I never went past that because it was always like, I'm going to add another 100 mods to my game. Oh, no, my game doesn't work anymore. So <laughs> before I did this playthrough, I, I like I said, I did a lot of studying. Again, I'm going to shout out Gamer Poets on YouTube is amazing for any type of modding tutorial for Skyrim, uh, Oblivion, Fallout, Fallout New Vegas, like any of those gamer poets is going to hook you up with exactly how to do it because I've got about 340 mods right now and it's running Jesus smooth. Christ. Like Nice. I, I have a, one, one little issue that I'll touch on in a second, but I don't think it's caused by anything other than just me being dumb. But um, his tutorials on YouTube are amazing and he has quite possibly the best voice on YouTube. I'm just going to throw that out there. I like listening to the dude talk. <laughs> now I just kind of want to go listen to him talk. <laughs> I'll, Good I'll job shoot selling you, I'll his shoot channel. I'll you a link. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> um, one issue that I've been running into is that if I have a certain weapon drawn, it's called the Odin's Wrath, and I don't know what mod installs it or uh, added it, but if I have that weapon out with a torch and I go through a doorway, when I come through that doorway, it is going to be a black screen. Now, I can still move and hear everything, but it's just a black fucking screen. And I, the only thing that'll fix that is if I save it, quit out, delete my any files, open the launcher, let it redo any files, and go back into it, and it's fixed. So I don't know what the fuck is that, what's going on with that. I don't know that if it's a... That is like a developer's nightmare. <laughs> uh so uh, just a t slight little background on me. I, I actually work as a web developer as my day job. So whenever I hear random ass crazy glitches like that, I'm just like, how could they have found that? Like, that's something you can only find once it goes to production because it's just so specific. Yeah. Why oh, would yeah. you think to test that? That's just something that just happens because somebody wants a torch and that specific weapon. Yeah, and it, and it makes me wonder if that uh, if maybe it's EL ELFX enhanced lighting and effects. Um, it's one of the mods that I have. It makes me wonder if there's something going on with the torch light and then the light that's glowing on the sword. Oh, maybe and the, the new maybe. light in the room. So uh, there's no telling. Um, but yeah, killing killing Alduin, man, going to Sovereign Guard. That was cool. Got to see uh, Jurgen Windcaller uh, and. Uh, God, what's the other guy's name? You have to go and get his axe for the... Uh, the Uthrung is the axe, the companion's quest line. Yeah, but companion's is, guy. Is, is Ysgrimor. Uh, yep, yeah, that's him. Yeah, Ysgrimor. Yeah, I got to see him in Sovngarde too, so that was pretty cool. Um, I did get a couple screenshots inside of Sovngarde because that place was gorgeous. gorgeous. Once I killed the dragon and uh, all the mist was gone and stuff. Oh man, I took, whenever I did it, so I've only beaten Alduin once because that was just the, the only time I could get myself to commit to like finishing the main story instead of just doing a bajillion side quests. I was still on <laughs> Xbox 360, so I couldn't like free cam around and get all the cool pictures that I could now on PC. Um, so at some point I'd like to dive back in whenever I get some time. I don't know when that's going to be lately, getting time to play all these games that I want to play has just been impossible. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I do want to get some Sovereign Guard pictures. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's a there's a mod that I'm using. I, I think you commented on some of the pictures I'd taken about the sky. Yeah, and, I bet that uh, was so pretty. There's a, there's a mod series that's, uh, 
I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's like Cathedral. It's Cathedral Weathers and things like that. They have a bunch of different ones, and I just I use all of the Cathedral stuff, and that's what makes my game look the way it does. And then uh, I think I have some sort of window mod that actually makes the windows pop and look like there's light coming from inside of them and uh, different stained glass type things. Let me tell you, when I was up visiting Ryan uh, about this time last year, um, me and him were playing through Skyrim on the Switch. And then coming home and loading up Skyrim on my PC, I was like, holy fuck, is there a difference in resolution and graphics (laughs) and, like, load distance? Because the way uh, I use Dyndulod, which is like a a level of distance generator, and I can stand on top of a mountain and be looking out, and in the distance, like, I can see Whiterun and, like, all of the buildings in it and things like that. It's really cool what wow. Dine Dulad does. Um, and the clarity is really cool. So I've gotten some screenshots. I haven't posted these because I haven't gotten good ones yet, but I'll go up into the sky with the toggle free cam and then look down onto the cities. And like, it's just this big expansive thing and you can see all the stuff that's going on. That's so awesome. I really like it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, okay. I, I uh, have it. I'm I'm one of those people that everybody hates because I just keep buying Skyrim, which is exactly what Todd Howard wants from us, and we never have to get Elder Scrolls Six. I have mm-hmm. it on Xbox 360, Xbox One, Switch, PC, PC again because I wanted the Legendary Edition, but I didn't get the free upgrade because I bought the first one too late. And because whenever I, the Legendary Edition came out, I had just a dinky little laptop that couldn't run it. So I bought the non-Legendary Edition, but didn't get the upgrade with it. And so then I had to buy the Legendary Edition whenever I got my actual gaming PC. So I just have a stupid amount of copies of this game. So I've so played it everywhere. I feel you, because I had it on PS3, and then I had it on PS4, and then Switch, and then well, and PC. But here's the thing about PC, right? So I have... And I have the VR version on PS4. See, that's the only so, one I don't have is the VR version. But on PC, I have the special edition. And yet, for some reason, I still want to buy the legendary edition because of that one goddamn mod that's that changes the whole game. Uh, it's not. Oh, Nair I was Rim. thinking special edition. I got special and legendary mixed up. Sorry. Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, <laughs> the not Nerim, that's the one for Oblivion that they made the entire... What's the game... What's the, uh, the, oh, the mod that's the whole Beyond game? Skyrim? Not, no, no, no. Uh, it's not Falscar. Falscar is good, though. Oh, man. Anyway, there's there's one... There's some mod that, like, changes Enderal. That's what it's called. It's called Enderal. And it just uses the Skyrim engine, but this dude created his own game in the Skyrim engine, and it's called Enderal. Nice. And, uh... It's actually on Steam, and you can download it as a game, but you have to own Skyrim Legendary Edition, not Special Edition, Legendary Edition. So I'm like, son of a bitch. And you can't buy that from Steam anymore, so I have to go to a key seller and see if they have Legendary Edition on like G2A.com or something and buy it if I want to play that mod, which really annoys me. Or... Or if, you know, I could go visit Mr. Bay and get Legendary Edition and then just mod it that way because fuck them. I've bought Skyrim five times. They can take me fucking downloading it once. Like, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> um, 
I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, my, my museum displayed account for Legacy of the Dragonborn is now up to 719. Nice. There's, there's all kinds of shit. Like, I'm trying to fill up the library. I've got some paintings on the walls. Um, my dragon display is almost done. There's, like, I'm missing two dragons. Uh, but all my other dragons are there in the display. Um, I Again, I know I said this last episode, and I was talking about it in the Discord. I cannot recommend Legacy of the Dragonborn enough. That is what has kept this playthrough interesting to me because a lot of the other playthroughs that I would do, you come across a lot of caves and a lot of places to explore. And after a while, it's like, well, what the fuck? I'm going to go in there. I'm going to find an orcish sword I don't need. I don't want to find five gold. And like, I'm going to see some cool stuff, but that's about it. I, I, you kind of get tired of just running through the dungeon crawling, dungeon crawling, dungeon crawling. But with Legacy of the Dragonborn, you might find something that you can put into the museum in any of those caves. So I like to go in there with a purpose. Like, all right, well, I'm going to go into this place and maybe I'll find something to put a new display up. And, you know, the more displays you have, the more people enjoy it, the more donations you get. So you get to go check the nifty donation box to gather up your gold that you've made that week or whatever. It's pretty sweet. And uh, one of my favorite things is to be wandering around the museum and you'll find RN giving a tour and you'll just like walk into a room and he'll be like and this is the realm of the, this is the room of the dragonborn where you can see all of the various accomplishments of the dragonborn as you uh you know with the weapons please do not touch the weapons because <laughs> there's like this one little <laughs> this one little kid who's like i could just imagine the dragonborn killing enemies with his sword yeah and he starts horrible. like doing these little moves in the air and stuff yeah it's awesome and uh now there's two ghosts that haunted at night because of this whole quest with uh people haunting the the museum it's it's wild it's one of the coolest mods that i've ever done and i have a quest from the museum guy to go into this certain uh dungeon or i guess it's a drawer in ruin to get a certain item and then come to find out he's trying to send me into the forgotten city so i'm gonna check that out eventually um I've heard that that mod's great. I know I've heard you, Pixie, rant and rave that it is just fantastic. But it's extremely I... well written. Just don't accidentally steal something. <laughs> don't do it. I I was try. I forget what I was trying to do. I think I was just trying to pick something up that I actually needed, and I wasn't even trying to steal. But I grabbed the thing next to it and stole. I walk out, and these fucking centurions are just setting everything on fire. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I want to dive into it. The only problem that I was having with it, like I said uh, to you off air, is that that damn suicide note. Yeah. It's option. It's optional. It says optional, but I don't believe that it's optional. Like I never believe anything in Skyrim is optional. Like when it says optional, it's like, well, I should probably go do that. So cause I don't want to miss anything. So I don't know. Maybe there's a way that I can spawn it into my inventory with a uh, console command or something. Yeah, and definitely like uh, a lot of these developers are likely you could reach them on social media potentially um so if you head over to twitter if the person has a twitter handle there um you might be able to dm them and say hey is there a way to get this note to spawn in as long as you're respectful and you're just asking for help or maybe go to the forums or something of that nature somebody is bound to help you reddit also now i know I, I think i found out about that mod on reddit and i know it's one of like the highly recommended ones so yeah i know i did i did check the forum to uh to see if there was any answers for it. And the only thing I found is to uh, toggle collision and go under the tree and see if it's fallen through. 
and oh, I, could okay. not, I, I could not find it anywhere down there. So I, I, I don't know. The It says with the newest update of it, which I have the up-to-date uh, you know, patch or whatever the hell that they've done for it, um, it says that the note is on the dude's person. Hmm. But I think that I've got mods that edit level lists and what things have, like people have in their inventory, so I don't know if that conflicted and just removed the note from it. Probably. Yeah, you might want to disable that mod before reinstalling. I mean, disable the level list mod before reinstalling that one. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll figure it out eventually. But yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. I finally beat the game, the vanilla, you know, the vanilla part of the game. Though I have not gone back to visit the Blades, and I know that they're going to ask me to kill Party Snacks, and I don't want to kill him. Don't but do I've got it. That, don't kill I've, him. Got that, I've got that nifty mod, the Parthenax Dilemma. And it allows you to not kill Parthenax and still not piss off the blades too. So I'll let you I'll let you know next episode how that goes because I, I have not quite done that yet. But I uh, I'm interested to see how that goes because I don't want to kill them. But then again, like I like the blades too because I grew to love them in Oblivion. Like Martin Septum, all of that jazz, it's near and dear to my heart because Oblivion's my favorite Elder Scrolls game. I love that game so much. See, Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim was my introduction to Elder Scrolls. I still haven't played it. Oh, I still haven't played any of the other titles. This is my first one. God, I can't wait to throw you into Morrowind, and it's just like, oh, hey, there's, a there's no voice. There's little to no voice acting, so you're gonna have to do a lot of reading. Ugh, and B, gross. you're gonna have to read because the quests are like, follow this road and take a left at the fork in the road, and then the tree with the rock underneath it. Yeah, I hope you really hate quest markers. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm... <laughs> and I, I also hope that you really hate being able to actually successfully hit things with swords. Because the first time you try to hit like this little like caterpillar-looking demon spawn, you're going to look down, you're going to swing your sword down, it's going to say, Miss! 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 Yeah, bro, miss. It, runs, it runs on D&D dice rolls oh, in the background. Fantastic. So, like... Oblivion was the first Elder Scrolls game that was like, when you swing, if your sword hits it, it fucking hits it. Like, all the ones before that ran on dice rolls, and it is very easy to just die to something minuscule, like she's saying, like a little silt strider baby or something, like, yeah. you know. It was or, so stupid. It was, I just walked out of the first town, something attacked me, I'm like, this should be easy. Miss. Miss. I was like, I don't understand how I'm so bad at this game. I'm standing right in front of you. Why won't you die? I know we're talking about Skyrim, but one of my favorite parts in Morrowind is not too long after you leave that first town. If you're just walking towards, uh, I believe it's Sidanin from where you start at, um, the, the, this dude just falls out of the sky and just hits the ground and dies. Levitation, and you, dude. And you click him and he's got a note on him. <laughs> talking about how he's trying this new levitation scroll spells thing and you can take the scroll from him at which point you can then use that scroll and it will throw you up in the air and drop you to your death just like that guy <laughs> levitation w- has since been outlawed in tamriel even up in the second era they they out they outlawed I, I, actually so i think morrowind was third era so it was already mm-hmm. outlawed but I, I think they said levitation is outlawed because that would just be a bitch to code into any game <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've seen like some mods where it adds like uh, Superman style flying to the Dragonborn and things like that for Skyrim, and it looks so janky. I just feel like it would be really hard to make look smooth in the Bethesda engine because right. it's just not built for that type of stuff. I want a mod where you just take over an NPC where you log in and all you have to do is run the inn for the day. 
<laughs> uh, dude, I'm sure there are mods like Make that. Make sure like the rooms that. are clean. Make sure everyone is fed and getting their drinks and everything like that. There's a uh, an alternate start mod called Skyrim Unbound. And you can actually set it to where you're not the Dragonborn. You'll never be the Dragonborn. There are no dragons. Um, you can turn a whole bunch of quests off. So it's like if you just want to go buy a house and live your life in Skyrim as a hunter, fucking do it. That's cool. Like, it's it's pretty cool. I, I use a different alternate start mod. Um, I think I use the one that calls Live Another, live another That's Life. That's the one I use. That's and it's just because, like, I've ridden that goddamn wagon so yeah. many times. It's like uh, <laughs> starting a and d campaign with the... Uh, the commoner homebrew build where you have to do five levels of commoner before you can take your first level in whatever class you choose. Oh God, dude, how would, how would you even make it the fifth level commoner without just getting slaughtered? Lots of lucky dice rolls. Good Lord. All right. Well, <laughs> um, so elder scrolls online, let's go ahead and let's touch on that. Some, um, you, as you said earlier, play the shit out of that game. Yes. Um, at one point, I also played with you, and I do say so myself. We made quite the team of tank and healer. Hell yeah, we did. It was fun. And if I ever jump back in, you know, I'll probably try to get back into some tanking because I really, that was one of the games that I didn't get much tank anxiety. And it might have been because I had you with me as healers, so I wasn't worried about heals. You know what I mean? And at that point, we can tell DPS to fuck off because they rely on us. Right. So... Yeah, it didn't bother me too much, but um, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online takes place a thousand years or so, like we said, before Skyrim. Um, and one of the most recent expansions was Skyrim, and I think before that there was little sections that you could go into. Um, I don't remember, was it, was it Winterhold, maybe? You had East March, which had Winterhold. Um, no, sorry, Windhelm. Windhelm. Not Winterhold. Winterhold's not in the game. That was actually some speculation is where we were going to go with the most recent expansion, but we ended up not going there. Uh, we went oh. to Solitude. Um, but, uh, I love Solitude. That's my favorite city. Just saying. So, Solitude's great. <laughs> yeah, Solitude is one of my favorites, too. We got Solitude with Greymore, and then with the most recent DLC, we got Markarth. So we got two of the coolest cities in Skyrim. Fucking this new Markarth. Year. God damn it. <laughs> Markarth is really cool in the second era because it's actually very different. It's not the Markarth you guys know. So, really? have you guys done the No One Escapes Sidna Mine quest line? No. Uh, I I have barely been to Markarth yet on this playthrough. Honestly, I have not even been to Falkreath once yet. Like, I got that's how much the, ga- I've been doing the game the shafted me. I over encumbered with weight, waiting to buy a house, waiting for the sun to come up, and of course, the one guy I talked to at the bar fucking knocks my ass out and drags me to Markarth. So, still over so, encumbered with weight. Oh my god, still that haven't is the bought best. my fucking house. No, that was awful. That's no, the it, best that's quest hilarious. line though. <laughs> yeah. When he told me that, I said, Oh, did you really talk to Sam while you were and he's like, Yeah, and I was like, Oh bro. <laughs> it's like, well yeah, you you've got quite the quest in front of you now. So but, in the second era, it, right now, if you guys in Skyrim were to go to Markarth, it would be run by Nords. And mm-hmm. this first time you walk into Markarth, if you don't get dragged there by Sam, like uh, <laughs> Ryan did, you would walk through the main gates and you would immediately see somebody get murdered. And there, somebody would scream something about the Forsworn. Forsworn is a particular Reachman clan, and you deal with them a lot in the Reach area. They, mm-hmm. they really, really, really hate 
most people who aren't Reachmen because they're really pissed off because they feel like they own the Reach. But now the Nords are there. Well, back in the Second Era, they did own the Reach. The Reachmen, there's m- multiple clans, so it's not just Forsworn. So you deal closely with the Ghost Song clan, for for instance. You see them a lot during that whole storyline. Um, but you walk into, first of all, you walk up the road to get to the entrance of Markarth. You're seeing, like, pikes and everything sticking out at you, ambiguous red paint slash blood used as decoration, and Reachman markings on the walls. You go inside. There's significantly more granary draped everywhere, big animal skulls. It's just incredible. Reach witches, it's it's really cool, but they're friendly. So they, they don't necessarily like outsiders, but they're open to what you have to say. You're able to gain counsel with the Jarl there. Well, I guess he's not a Jarl, but you're able to gain counsel, gain, uh, uh, council with the leader there, and that kind of kicks off the whole ordeal that you go through in Markarth. Because in the Second Era, all of Western Skyrim, from Solitude to Markarth, has a bit of a vampire problem. Oh, the, sweet. <laughs> way before the events in Elder Scrolls Online, there was this massive war in that era, area between humans and what were known as the Grey Host, which are a coalition of vampires and werewolves. So think Underworld, but they're friends. And they just want to take over mortals. They mostly died really quick. Big spoilers for Greymore and Markarth. So just warning you now. I'm going to try to, like, keep some of it kind of ambiguous, but the gist of it is, so that rebellion, fa- or that war failed on the side of the vampires and werewolves. So the Grey Hosts, they thought, had been obliterated long ago. Turns out, some of them survived, and they learned how to recall souls from Cold Harbor and Hercene's realm and regenerate them. And they're back... And they're working with Reach Witches, who are the ones running these rituals and helping them and modifying the magic to make it even stronger. And it's just a nightmare for everyone who lives there. So you end up in in Skyrim. And really early on, you'll see what looks like a huge red tornado spawn. And it's called a Harrowstorm. And that's what they're using to uh, get the souls required for mortals to bring the soul of these undead back. Now, gameplay-wise, is that similar to the anchors that would yes. drop? Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yep, that, that's the replacement. So there's no anchors in this zone. So in Elsewhere, which was the expansion before Greymoor, we had dragons. And that was kind of that zone's anchors. Before that, in Somerset, we had the Abyssal Geysers. Base game, you had the anchors. Hmm. Now we have Harrow Storms. And they are visually stunning. I've taken so many screenshots of them. And they'll spawn like a massive enemy once you clear out the uh, Reachman Pikes and all of that. But the, the cool thing is the contrast between... So on the one hand, you have Markarth, which is controlled at this point by Reachmen, which is the exact opposite of how it is in the Fourth Era. In the Fourth Era, you go there, it's controlled by Nords, and all of the Reachmen who have been discovered have been thrown into Sidna Mine, never to return unless you side with them during that quest line. Um, In Solitude, however, it seems almost unchanged, and it just feels so familiar. The buildings are all where they should be for the most part. There are some minor changes here and there. Um, 
the Winking Skeever is still an inn, but it's under a different name. And it, because obviously that dude hasn't been born yet. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just so crazy how it, it feels like you're coming home, especially if, if it's one of your favorite cities in Skyrim, like it is for you and I. Yeah. You, you just feel like it's like, wow, I'm home again. If you've spent as many hours in Skyrim as I did. And it's just really cool to see it. So similar, but the story there is just such a different context, you know. And in Skyrim, like, yeah, there was there was the whole um, Dawnguard expansion, which mm-hmm. dealt with vampires. But it's so different than Dawnguard, even, because of the way it was. You're not dealing with the Volcahar clan. There are vampire lords. They call them blood scions in this game. Um, That's cool. But, man. yeah, they, they are really cool. You can actually turn into one now. They changed nice. the vampire uh, line, and your ultimate is turning into a blood scion. It's really cool. And one of the most recent dungeons, the final boss is a badass blood scion named Lady Thorn. And, oh my god, her... If, if you've never played ESO, dungeons will have normal difficulty, veteran difficulty, and then for the final boss, and in the case of one dungeon, uh, each of the bosses, you'll have hard mode if you're in veteran mode where it just like ramps up the difficulty that dungeon's not hard on veteran but you turn on hard mode you just want to bash your face through the computer because it just lasts forever she has so much health and i was just talking about it on tales last night because on thursday night i just took another crack at the hard mode and couldn't get it and it's just a nightmare but it's it's really, really cool. And the whole time she's talking shit to you too, saying that, you, that she, uh, she likes it when you struggle. It makes your blood taste better and stuff. And <laughs> she's she's Dope. a cool one. ESO Twitter is very active. And whenever Lady Thorne was announced and we got the first screenshots of her, people just kind of went nuts over her for a little while. Myself included. She's She's a badass. Badass lady bosses are really cool. You're making me want to dive back into uh, Elder Scrolls Online, but I will say that I'm I'm kind of bummed to hear that they didn't do Winterhold because I had like this whole thing where I was going to ask you like, all right, so like, what does Winterhold look like? Because it That's used to be I this big, this big beautiful fucking place, and it's destroyed in Skyrim, like to the point that when you go and talk to the Jarl, he's basically just like, yeah, who fucking cares? Like, <laughs> look at our fucking city. Only people, pe- <laughs> people only come here for the fucking college. And he's like, and those fucking elves and the reason that the city's in shit. And, and I'm just like, whoa, all right, brother. Like, <laughs> what, what's what's the real issue here? But like, I was hoping to hear what it would have been like back then. But I guess well, that's just left to the imagination for now. Well, the thing is, is there are still so many empty spots in the map that we will likely get like late, way later on down the line as either another expansion or another DLC, depending on ESO is still a very populous game. There's still a ton of people playing it and buying yeah. the new expansions. Uh, I I know they're working on something. I'm sure that we'll hear about. They usually announce in January, so we're all kind of guessing there have been little hints so we think that Cyrodiil might be a little bit different here soon so that's that's just the running theme that I'm I'm seeing coming because there's some Akavir stuff being added to the store unless we go to the to the continent of Akavir which would be fucking incredible and I would just be all about that but I've uh, I've been reading some rumors that some people think that that's where the next uh, Elder Scrolls game is going to take place it's not even going to be on Tamriel it'll be on uh a different continent that would make some things a little bit easier to explain because there are different 
ways that the dragonborn can end up. Um, I don't think so. I think based on the little tiny teaser we got that we're probably going to be in High Rock. Um, That's what I'm hoping for is High Rock and that whole uh, area with like Orsinium and all of that up there. Like, yeah. I love that whole area in ESO. Yeah, it's so. gorgeous. Um, I mean, Akavir would be really awesome, though. We would get to learn so much more about the lore if we went over there, and we also wouldn't have to deal with some of the conflicting things that could have happened in Skyrim. Like, is Ulfric's... Like, the Civil War, for example. The Civil War obviously is going to have an effect on things for a long time in that universe afterwards. So who is the canon winner? How are they going to handle people, like who didn't side with the Imperials if they decide Imperials are canon. And yeah. how are they going to... I mean, I guess they could just scream Dragon Break and everything happened. And Yeah, that's true. That's that's a nice little handy-dandy plot device they have kind of baked in. So I'm interested to see where they go in Elder Scrolls Six, but I, I, I think it's going to be High Rock or Hammerfell somewhere over there. I think if they had to pick a canon it would be smart for them to pick that the empire squashed the rebellion because Mm -hmm. it's like, dude. So, okay. So think about this. And I was thinking about this the other day. That's one part. That's like, they sent general Tullius and he's been recruiting people from Skyrim to fight. And they have some other people. That's not the whole might of the whole Imperial army. If the, the storm cloaks really became an issue and the Imperial army sent in, the big guns, the Stormcloaks wouldn't have a chance. Right. They'd be outnumbered probably 100 to 1. And then on top That's of that, That's just if they if... sent my character in alone. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing to think about, too, is if, if the Stormcloaks did win, then it would weaken the overall uh, empire, and it would be more likely that the Aldmeri Dominion would actually end up overall being the ruler there yeah nobody wants that the empire okay (laughs) so i do need to come out and say all the fourth old mary dominion which is the one you guys are dealing with is completely different than the second old mary dominion and i have a theory so So, the second old mary dominion the leader was queen iren her whole thing was she wanted equality amongst the races she would put down her own people to make sure that the other races she was trying to have everybody see them as equals uh, would be safe. So she has a plot against her from this group called the Veiled Heretants, which were Old Mary purists, Altmer purists, and they didn't like her treating the cat people as equals and stuff. So I think what happened was... If you, if you look into the lore, nobody, none of these three factions won the Three Banners War that's going on in the Second Era. It just kind of fizzled out. Most of them just died, you know? Yeah. And then eventually Talos comes in, and he's the one who's leading things. Um, I think that whenever Irene failed to clinch that throne in the Emperorship, that a lot of her people looked at that as a sign of weakness. Like, oh, your equality didn't work out so well. And then they became the racist jerks that they are in the fourth era. Yeah, I, and th- that paved the way for somebody to come in and be like, listen, we're going to make Old Mary Dominion great again. It's going <laughs> to be fantastic. We're going to rule. We're going to build a wall between here and Skyrim. It's going to be great. <laughs> exactly. And so yeah. I, I think if 
if Irene would have won and would have become Empress, I think that the elves would behave very differently than they did. Because think about it, elves live a very long time. So let's say yeah. there's 850 years, let's say your average elf lives 500 years, the kids or grandkids of the people that are in the second era are in the fourth era. They're, they're old enough to have direct relatives who participated in this war and fought yep. for Queen Irene. Yeah, it's only they like watched a, Queen Irene fall. Only a couple direct generations instead of multiple yeah. multiple multiple yeah right yeah now, i did know, pull those numbers all out of my ass i don't know what their average lifespan is but i think some of them live to 500 oh no no yeah you're right because i know elves they can live for a very long time mm-hmm. and so i i think because of that elven long, longevity and the fact that she wasn't able to clinch that throne it really kind of paves the way for what dickheads they are in the fourth era um, but the second Old Mary Dominion was actually really, really cool because Irene was so accepting of other cultures. She actually, and you find this out really early in the Old Mary Dominion storyline, um, she went missing for a long time. Nobody knew where she went. She was supposed to become a queen. She just wasn't there anymore. She didn't finish her like queen training that they had to do whenever you're in Altmer royalty. Uh, she comes back, turns out she was out exploring Tamriel, immersing herself in foreign cultures because she wanted to understand the people to make herself a more effective leader. She comes back, she appoints uh, Razum Dar, really awesome, great Khajiit, extremely intelligent. She relies on him heavily the whole time because she is really young. I think she's only in her 30s, which for an elf is a baby. And so they Razum. call her the child queen. Rosamdar is, awesome. is amazing. Hello, yeah. friend. It yes. is good to see you again. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fantastic. He was, he's, he's like the character who, for, for Ryan and anybody who doesn't know, uh, anytime you like start a new expansion or DLC, like you are going to probably run into Rosamdar. And I he's like this because she. No? Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. at least in, I think it was Somerset when I first started yeah. off, and he's like. Hey friend, I haven't seen you in forever. How are you? You know, and I was like, "Hey, dude, good to see you again." He's he's in Somerset. Like he plays a huge part in Somerset, and then he is actually part of a side quest in elsewhere. Because we're going to the land of the Khajiit, so how could you not have Roz somewhere in there? And apparently, yeah, he's right? having some lady trouble over there. So that's great. <laughs> I I need to so actually a Jellos, uh, the old co-host and founder of Dungeon Crawler Network uh, uh, from Tales of Tamriel. Um, he was actually the one telling me about it because I somehow managed to miss that side quest. I was like, oh, I'm surprised I haven't seen Roz. And he's like, you do see Roz. It's one of the best quests in Elsewhere. So I know what I need to go do next time. I'm <laughs> meandering around Elsewhere. But, um, so I, I think if Queen Irene would have won, the people around her would have saw, like, this is, this is what we need to do. Obviously, we work better as a group. We are equals. They fought by our sides and won us this throne. We now own the, imp- the empire. And I don't think that that would have changed <coughs> over the course of two to three elf generations. Whereas whenever she fell, the Veiled Heritans can point the finger, see, they dragged us down, we don't need them, they have a chip on their shoulder against the races, the races outside of the Dominion, so it's it could have gone so much differently. Now, is there is there anything in the, uh, the Skyrim expansion that kind of alludes to how Skyrim became was it, what it is today as far as the Nords taking over? Um, anything like that, or is that too far back then to really affect what's going on now? 
So Skyrim's political climate back then is extremely different. So Skyrim isn't as unified back then as it is in the fourth era. For example, um, you have uh, Doran the Skald King, who is leading uh, the Ebonheart Pact, right? Mm-hmm. So we were talking about the Aldmeri Dominion. You have the Aldmeri Dominion, the Daggerfall Covenant, Covenant, and the Ebonheart Pact. So you have the Skald King. He is the the base game areas that you get. You have East March, which includes Windhelm, and then you have the Reach, and no, sorry, the Rift. Let's start with R. The Rift, which is where Riften is, mm-hmm. um, and so he's in that area, those two zones. So he's over on in Eastern Skyrim, in mm-hmm. Western Skyrim, where the mountains dude, separate. Yeah. Yeah, for I'm drawing a blank on the king's name, Svargrim, King Svargrim. He does not like Joran at all. At all. Not a fan. He refuses to join the Ebonheart Pact. He wants no part in this war. He wants to worry about his country with his people. So Western Skyrim, they're very much closed off, even from the other Nords. So the Nords can't even really get along with each other that well. And oh. so it, it is definitely a contrast to this. I mean, we do have warring Nords because we have the wars, the Nords that join the Imperials and the Nords that join Ulfric Stormcloak. But there's not that whole Nordic racial unity that you have and that you hear so much about in Skyrim. There is yeah. no Skyrims for the Nords. Like, no, like Eastern and Western Skyrim can't even get along in the Second Era. Now, at some point... At the end of Greymore, they kind of squash that. Uh, the princess ends up getting along quite well with the Scald King and accepts his aid. And so that kind of leads you to assume that in the the following time, they do have a more closer tie with their people and eventually join the pact, you know? Yeah, and it kind of um, unifies, becomes one. Yeah. Right. Because the, the East came in and... The, the West was pretty devastated. Even though you were able to overcome the Greyhost threat there, they were still devastated. So many died. There was still Reach Witches roaming around trying to do their Harrow Storm spells. And the Scald King came in and decided to help them out. They were going to help fund the rebuilding effort, put troops there to help defend the the people of Sky of Western Skyrim. So that really, that outreach from the Scald King in the East kind of smooth things over. Um, and, and there was a different leader in place at that point. So it, it was easier for them to kind of negotiate. She was more open-minded than her father was. So it's it, it does kind of show a completely different side to Nordic culture in that fashion because you can see just how much they disagree with themselves even. Yeah. So oh, it's cool. pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to fucking spend some more money and get yes. that shit in play. <laughs> god damn it I, uh, you have to yeah this whole conversation is just making me be like man I want to go run around on ESO my, my main thing was finding the extra 130 gigs or so that I need for it but you know now that I've got a, another place to install games it should be alright <laughs> yeah it's it's <clears throat> definitely still worth playing it's extremely active they're still adding new content it is it's a really fantastic game I know I'm still having fun with it five years later so I feel so left out because RPGs are not my thing. Like, 
She's talking about yeah, Dalton's right. like itching. He's like, I need my RPG fix, and I'm just like, God damn it! Like, so, I mean, <laughs> it's an MMO, and the thing with ESO is it does. I just sound like I'm just a, a an infomercial at this point, but this is just because I've played it for so long. Uh, it does have a little something for everybody. So if you're not a questing type and you just want to go fuck shit up, like it is an MMO. There's end game rating. Yeah. It's kind of a serious thing. There's housing that is their housing system is really incredible. There is so much you can do with it. The they call them the housing mancers of ESO. If you watch any of those crazy housing videos, the things they make are just insane. Um, there's a lot of PvP in the game, so I mentioned the Three Banners War earlier. In Cyrodiil, that's where you have the Three Banners War. It's the only place after the One Tamriel update that we had years ago that your alliance actually matters, because it's alliance versus alliance versus alliance, so you're actually putting down trebuchets to take down a keep and to flip it for your, um, for your faction and whoever's at the top of the leaderboard. It's, Dude, it, it's, it's really awesome. That's, it's wicked. It's also a really cool way to die. Cause I, I love suck just, at it. I love running around Cyrodiil and just checking it out. And it never fails that I'll just be running by myself. And all of a sudden, here comes two people from a different pact that'll just come over and slaughter me. And I'm like, well, all right. I guess I'll, <laughs> guess I'll try to run all the way back here because this fucking zone is massive. We need to use the Sirius <laughs> AM4 engine to do something for this so you can have like a hundred thousand enemies on the battlefield at one time yeah i don't know if i've told you about that pixie but uh serious sam 4 when it when the game starts off it drops you into a battle where all you can see as far as you can see is enemies they said their uh their new engine can handle up to a hundred thousand enemies on screen at once why it's it's nuts because it's a it's one of those fast action first person shooters (laughs) blasting as much as possible it's 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 all it's i can think really about fun. is just holding the shoot button and spinning around yeah no serious, that would be how i would serious sam is like a first person run and gun pretty much like yeah it's i really like I see it. <laughs> you said rpgs aren't your thing they are mostly what i play like i think my top genres are rpg yeah. uh casual like animal crossing harvest moon games and then sometimes a little platformer here and there because yeah. I have a Spyro addiction. So it's the running guns just really aren't my thing. No. I actually really suck at first person shooters no. in general. Th- this show's forcing me out of my shell of being a super casual gamer. And I'm still trying to figure out what kind of game styles that I'm more into or not. I know. It, yeah. Have you guys had Witcher 3 as an episode yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You think I would have a Witcher 3 episode and not ask you to be on it? Okay, I, I'm less Come offended on. now. So. <laughs> I have that on. I have that on the Switch. Haven't started it yet. What a great game! That is that is my favorite single player game. That that is of a game. Time. I I recommend to anybody that they're like, man, I'm trying to play it, but I'm like, put it on easy before you even tell me that that game's too hard. It's hard. Put it on nope. easy. I'm gonna I'm gonna and listen to my coworkers you, and just start off at the hardest difficulty. So yeah. I have played it on Death March. Yeah, yeah. Um, he wants to start it on Death March. He don't do to... that. Thank you. Controls Thank are you. wonky. The controls <laughs> are wonky. The dodge times are wonky. It's it's a lot to get used to very early. Now, once you get to like level fifteen or so, you have a feel of the game by that point. Where so start out on normal. My first playthrough, I did it on normal. I didn't do it on easy. Uh, start out well, on normal. Well, look at if you, you get badass. out of white. Hey, I mean, I played Witcher 2, so I had oh. I had some background knowledge there. 
So I started out on normal. Um, if you get out of White Orchard and everything feels easy, bump it up to Blood and Broken Bones. Everything starts to feel easy again, bump it up to Death March. Yeah. And then you're just going to want to cry. And it's difficult because something looks at you funny and you die. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say this. It's a lot of fun. I know how much you dislike reading in video games, Ryan. And if you want to play The Witcher on the hardest difficulty, you're going to have to read bestiaries. And you're going to have oh, to read yeah. what, what potion ingredients you need to go make a potion yeah, to make no, yourself not suck so much. Against yeah, that's <laughs> what my coworker was telling me. He's like, if you really want to play as an actual Witcher, you have to play it on the hardest difficulty. Because you have to do all of that reading and have to do all of the potion crafting and make sure that your all your gear is exactly what you need going into whatever you're supposed to be doing like i will say if you use a sign build too i like sign builds a lot those are my favorites um quinn's your best friend Hmm. keep quinn up at all times quinn is like your uh free hit like it'll hit you and then quinn will go away so like that's like your little shield from ultimate death (laughs) and it takes like a while to like build up adrenaline um so you just make sure that quinn is always your priority and just dodge the shit out of everything. It is it is something else. But I do, if you don't like reading, then definitely start off with an easier difficulty because it, it is a lot of reading if you don't yeah. know the enemies. Like, by the time I started playing on Blood and Broken Bones and Death March, I already kind of knew the enemies' weaknesses and stuff because I had already played it once on normal. So it was easier for me to kind of, like adjust to that because I already understood and I enjoy reading beast series because a lot of these are based on creatures from folklore and stuff mm-hmm. and the Leshen is badass yeah. I think I think the Leshen is pretty much everybody's favorite enemy in that game just because of how crazy they look and you just see them ominously in the woods and god that game right there is why I'm so excited for cyberpunk because I'm gonna be honest with you guys cyberpunk is not my genre at all like witcher was my genre that's my shit Cyberpunk, like, first of all, it's a first-person shooter, which I am just ridiculously bad at. Second, it's set in the future, and I like medieval fantasy. Now, so, are, are they doing, uh, like, Fallout style? Is it, like, first-person shooter but RPG, or is it just yes. straight-up first-person shooter? It is an RPG first, first-person shooter second, Okay, is what they've said. It is very much... And they also expanded on what they learned from the quest system in Witcher, and they said that their quest writing has improved even since the witcher i've seen so the people at cd project red have actually been playing through their own game since it's about to launch and i've seen some of the devs saying that they they like needed the tissues that's that's pretty that's pretty wild because i was literally just about to tell ryan that when it comes to story writing that you would be hard pressed to find something better than the witcher 3 as far as <laughs> that that game's story was so fucking good I have never cried so hard during a video game than I have at Witcher 3. I got to the point where my boyfriend would come home and I'd be playing because he used to work um, at a bar. And so he'd be gone at night. He'd come home really late. And that's whenever I was gaming. And I'd just be a sobbing mess on the couch. He's like, are you okay? What happened? He found Siri. And I was just a complete mess. And it, (laughs) it just... God, I still, like, I'm tearing up just thinking of it right now. I, I love that game so much. And they yeah, actually really announced not too long ago that the people who bought, who have the game on PS4 and bought a PS5 and same thing on the Microsoft side, uh, are going to get a free upgrade to 
uh, the next gen version, which is also coming free to PC players mm-hmm. who have the yeah. game already. I was going to say, yeah, I thought that was awesome because I've got it physical copy on PS4. So if I get a PS5, I can just pop that in and get the PS5 version, which is right. sweet. And whenever that releases, it's just going to be available in my Steam library. And I'm like, yes. And you get- have the 2070, right? Uh, I have two two sixty super. Okay, so that's that's an RTX card. So like you'll be able to do ray tracing and stuff because this is going to be ray tracing supported. Yeah. Uh, I do not know. I do not know if my card supports ray tracing or not. Uh, it's the RTX twenty sixty, right? Twenty sixty super. Yeah. Yeah, so, it does. It does. It's, yeah. Oh, I know Cyberpunk with the 2060 Super, you can do, there's different levels for ray tracing that you can turn on. They just uh, announced the like, in-depth system requirements. So I'm assuming oh. it's going to be the same for the revamped Witcher. Um, the 2060 I'm- Super can run it if you put like the graphics level on either medium or high, and then you put the RTX on minimum. So yeah. you can have some RTX effects. Yeah, I've already, I've already pretty much come to terms with myself that is as badass as i like to think my computer is it is not going to run cyberpunk on ultra <laughs> it can it actually run cyberpunk better than you think it can what what impressed. level did you have to set serious sam 4 at oh i can run serious sam 4 at top oh, can you yeah remind me to send you those system requirements because people were shocked at what they were saying the game can run on um so, for example, I can run it on... So, if you're okay with running it at 1080 instead of 1440, I think you can play it on higher ultra with your card. Especially, uh, you might even be able to have minimal um, RTX on. So, that, it, that the game's cool. going to look gorgeous, especially if you're okay with 1080. Yeah, 1080 doesn't bug me that much. You know, I mean, it's like, I played with 1080 for so long that it's really not that hard to just go back to it. You know? Now... Yeah. If I wanted to play certain games that I'm now used to playing in 1440 and go back to 1080, it's noticeable, but it's not a it's not a deal breaker, you know. Yeah, and I mean it's all about how you want to balance out performance and like if you're okay. I mean, you and I were console gamers for how long? We're used to looking at things in 30 frames per second. Yes, yeah. And, I wouldn't recommend oh it on a monitor, but you know, Dude. you can do it. There are certain games that I've played that are 30 frames per second locked and then you you like and then they'll release on PC and they'll have unlimited frame rates and it's fucking noticeable once you see it. Like like Zelda, like Breath of the Wild for example. Um when I was saying I ran it on PC, running that at 60 frames a second and at 1440 is it's it's miles ahead as far as looking different because it just looks a lot smoother. But yet when I load it up on the Switch and play it it plays just fine, even though it's still at 30 frames a second and whatever it needs to do to, to run on that. You know, it's just... Uh, I think I handheld at 720, and if it's docked, it's 1080. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I know whenever I switched from... Because I played ESO on console for years before switching to PC. Uh, that was the first thing I noticed was the frame rate difference. Because I was used to yeah. 30 frames per second on console, and then I, that for me on well. my PC at 60. And I'm and, just like... Uh, Wow. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 was the same way with me. It was going from console to PC. was like, whoa. All right. I didn't so this- notice as huge of a jump with Final Fantasy, but I think it's because I didn't play Final Fantasy as much as I played ESO. Yeah. Well, I, I started playing Final Fantasy 14, I believe, on PS3. So, you know, I've, oh. seen that, I've seen that game evolve from, you know, PlayStation 3 to what it is now. That's got to be really cool. 
yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been a it's been a ride for sure. I also remember <laughs> I also remember ESO uh, when it first launched, and it was all right. It's become way <laughs> it was so better. different back then. Yeah, it is. It whenever it first launched, it it felt less Elder Scrolls. And more just like I don't know what you would expect from an MMO. It was it was like a trying to be World of Warcraft with the with the Elder Scrolls skin on it. And exactly. They kind of came into their own, and you know. Whenever they released the one Tamriel update, it was really what changed everything. Um, because then it was really I can go anywhere now. Just like whenever you get off that cart in Skyrim, you can go anywhere. Every, like you're not gonna get just smacked down immediately. You're not gonna get into a zone that you just can't handle because everything scales to you. And it's like, yeah, you'll encounter tougher enemies and stuff. Like if you encounter a uh, dragon priest at level two, you're gonna have a bad time. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> a real bad time. But um, with ESO, it's now the same way. The second you start the game, as long as you have the DLC and or expansion, you can go anywhere. And yeah. you can play with your friends, and you're not even locked to Alliance anymore outside of Cyrodiil. So it's it really gives you that freedom to feel like, yes, I am playing an Elder Scrolls game right now. Because Elder Scrolls is about freedom. And that's yeah. what I love about that series. So that's something... I, I, I hate to talk... I don't want it to sound like I'm trashing The Witcher or anything, but obviously with Elder Scrolls games, you have significantly more freedom, you know, than you do oh, yeah. in Witcher Three, because like you will get a night, you will get into a high level zone where everything will kill you. Period. Absolutely. You cannot Very go quickly. into certain areas. Yeah, I mean you can if you're super sneaky and just nothing sees you, but it's. You're locked out based on enemy difficulty, which is how Elder Scrolls Online used to be. But in Elder Scrolls Online, you were also locked to your faction originally. So it used to matter which faction you joined for PvE content, too. So, like, if I was Aldmeri Dominion, I'd start in Aradon. I would go to Valenwood, you know, and at those that was the area I could stay in until I hit level 50 and completed the story, and then I could go to the other zone. But I could still only play with other Aldmeri Dominion people. I would never see those other factions unless yeah. we went into PvP and were against each other. And those lines are just completely gone now, and you can play with whoever you want. It's great. Yeah, which has made it really nice. Yeah, I think the last episode, how I described Elder Scrolls games is, it's like, they give you a general consensus of like what your world is and what you're kind of doing and they give you a little tutorial and then once you get out of that tutorial area they're like welcome to the world motherfucker go have fun like we're not going to dictate to you like maybe you maybe if you should go do this and that but do what the fuck you want you want to go just slaughter giants for 10 hours go for it you know like, you can do whatever you want that's what i've always thought was great about it um well i think i think that about that about covers it um, I think we, we've been going about an hour 14 and I know that you've got a show that you would like to watch with, <laughs> with, with the old man. So I'm addicted to Vikings. I can't help it. I started playing Valhalla. I was like, okay, I've already watched all seasons of the last kingdom. Let's start another Viking show. So I've been watching Vikings. How far into that friend. show are you? I think I'm season four. The very beginning. I forget which, like, I forget which season it is, but the blood Eagle scene is just Oh yeah, that was a while yeah, ago. Yeah. That was that was that brutal. Was, uh, awesome. Bjorn Bjorn just came back from the mountains. Yeah. He killed a bear, and the assassin was there. 
Lagatha just killed the dude on their wedding day. It was badass. It was good times. Yeah. Vikings yeah, is a um, good show. If you haven't checked it out, I think Edge is in it, Dalton. Yeah, I've been meaning to check that out because, uh, yeah, he plays Smash Nose. I think is his name. Or is there, is there a guy named Smash Nose, Smash Face, something like that? He's got like a real smashed up nose. I don't, I don't remember what season he Not comes in at, but it's, I think it's something Smash Nose. I don't know. I think Ryan's looking it up. Um, I've been meaning to start that show though. Um, I remember really a girl invited me over to her house one time, and when I went over there to hang out, that's what she was watching was Vikings. So I've seen like a little bit of one episode. <laughs> flat, flat nose. Flat nose. That's what it is. Yeah. I haven't that's... met him yet, but. Well, when you see he's him, episode, he was a, prof- he's he was season, a professional wrestler. Yeah, he's season five and six. So you're coming up on it. Okay. I keep telling Baker this, but the Ragnar looks like he looks familiar. I don't know. I feel like he's an MMA fighter or he just looks like an MMA fighter to me. But <laughs> that's all I, I can no think idea. every single time I see him. Well, uh, Ryan, you got anything else you want to talk um, about with Skyrim or anything? No, I don't think so. I know I'm going to get increasingly more frustrated as these quests keep popping up. But <laughs> Well, uh, before we get out of here, then, I just want to say, Pixie, I am super fucking proud of you for everything that I have watched you accomplish. I remember when it was just me. In your Twitch stream and that one other dude, uh, Josh. Josh, yeah. I was gonna call him something else, but I, 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 <laughs> um, I couldn't remember his his name. So yeah, Josh. Um, and now to look at you and you're on the fucking Elder Scrolls Online stream team. Uh, you know it's fucking, it's impressive. I'm proud of you, kiddo. Thank you. I, I still ca- can't I believe. I still can't believe all of it because it, I still think back on the days <laughs> whenever you were the only one watching my stream and I was literally sitting in my living room in a different chair than this one, but in a gaming chair with just a wall behind me and I had I didn't have a light, so I took the lampshades off of two lamps <laughs> with naked bulbs and put them on either side of my PlayStation <laughs> and that's how I streamed from my PlayStation. Yeah. Didn't even have a PC. <laughs> and was it Oh was god, it, it was so bad. <laughs> was it this chair? It was that chair. Yeah. <laughs> you still have it. Yeah, I still use it. Still use it. Um yeah, man. So just watching watching you succeed and all the times that you message me and you're like, oh, my God, this this happened. I can't believe it. And I'm like, I can. Good job, kiddo. I've been telling you this whole fucking time that you rock. So I'm going to make me cry. I'm ha- well, don't do that. No, Happy none years. of that. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, where you go from here. You know, I always try to pop in the streams and at least say hello. And even if I don't say hello, I like to stay for a little bit, give you a view. You know, but sometimes you. you're, you're, you know, you're in the middle of some shit or talking to people and I'm like, ah, I don't want to interrupt, but oh, I, I oh, no, 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 the, the interrupt. It's, it's fun. I like to talk. <laughs> so does everybody else in chat. This is the, they're all a bunch of trolls. 
I love them. They are lovable little trolls, but yeah, I know, yeah, I know you'll, the, you'll see them giving me so much shit the entire time. The day I came in there and I said something nice to you and they were all like, ew, what are you, what are you being nice to her for? And I'm like, what the fuck? They're not used to people being nice to me anymore. What happened was, what started the trolling, so I play a necromancer now. That's my main. I, back whenever you and I would run together, I was a, I was a Templar healer main before mm-hmm. necromancer was a thing. I'm a necro healer now. Uh, there is this move called Blast Bones, and what it does is it summons a skeleton. The skeleton will throw himself and explode on nice. whatever you target. It's great. It's my favorite spell in the game. It's fantastic. Well, so you have two bars in ESO, and you swap between the two of them. So I have my Healy bar and my Ouchy bar. So I was, I thought I was on my Healy bar. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, we're. I, I get fidgety, and I like to just press. Are those buttons. technical terms? So your Healy bar and your. <laughs> nope. Oh, oh, I, you'll probably like this one. So there's this, there's this uh, move that starts out as I think it's called like necrotic orb or something. It's a big blue ball that hurts things. And you can morph it to a yellow one that heals things. So I have my Healy balls, and the other one is the blue balls, and or ouchy <laughs> balls, depending on how I'm feeling it's that same thing. night with my blue, words. Blue balls, ouchy <laughs> exactly. balls, that's the same thing, trust me. I <laughs> feel like they knew what they were doing with that one, I have to say. But, um, yeah, I, I rename all of my skills. Like So Blast Bones, that is actually a skill name, but like... The, I think back then I was using the spirit guardian morph, but I call it my Healy ghost. So basically you can summon a ghost that for a limited time will sit there and heal you and your friends. And it's just like a healer pet kind of, and it's really useful. It drops a corpse. You can use its corpse to do, it changes the way your moves work. And so it's, it, the necromancer is kind of a technical class with its corpse management thing that you don't have to worry about with other classes, but it makes it really strong if you're good at it. So... I was waiting for my tank to come back from the bathroom and I just wanted to press buttons and I thought I was on my Healy bar and I hit the ghost button. Now, I was actually on my ouchy bar and I like to have my summons like on the same button but on opposite bars. I summoned Blast Bones and Blast Bones hit the first available target which was an innocent little bunny. (laughs) Not only hit the bunny which had one HP, it critical hit it for 14,000 HP. So the bunny was sent straight to oblivion and somebody clipped it and you can hear them say, did you just murder that bunny? And I was like, I don't think that was my blast bones because again, I thought I was summoning my ghost. I had no idea what bar I was on. And you just hear mission go, wow, you are cynical. (laughs) So now... Everybody has decided that I am a monster because I am a bunny murderer, even though it was a one-time thing and it was clearly an accident. And you can see in the clip that I'm just very confused by what just happened and why the bunny died. And I'm looking around trying to figure out, because one of the DPS was also a necromancer. So I thought it was his blast bones, but he had different blast bones, which was green instead of blue. Mine was blue. You see the blue skeleton go attack the bunny. So it was clearly me who did it, but I had no idea at this point. <laughs> and from there, I I have become the tyrant queen. I have just... Then there was this issue. There was this thing. I guess it on a podcast. You're a monster. And hit a bunny for fourteen thousand. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I didn't mean to. It 
was an accident. I didn't want to hurt the bunny. And they were like, use your necro res on it. I was like, it doesn't work. It's not dropping a corpse. I can't do it. Because I exploded the bunny. <laughs> so so I, I had made a comment about how I wanted to play as a healer in an MMO because I wanted to feel needed. And there's only one healer in a group. And so that was twisted into, so you think DPS are, are disposable and you don't care about DPS. Yeah, yeah they are. I'm just saying. Oh, God, you're going to get me in trouble again. <laughs> no, send your hate tweets to at the steam machine Dalton. The funny thing is, is tanks always, always, so whenever I tell this story, I'm always like on the defensive side. Like, no, 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 that's not what I meant at all. The tanks between you and... My my tank that is with the prog group with in the prog group with me Lego and Arcanir from Tales of Tamriel, and I think also Lotus have all said have all been like yeah 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 you're just blah 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 <laughs> like agreeing with what you just said so yeah. it's kind of hilarious Listen, but you know how I know that because in World of Warcraft if you're a healer and you queue for a dungeon auto queue if you're a tank and you queue for a dungeon auto queue if you're a DPS and you queue for a dungeon 20 minute average wait time at least oh yeah I, so. <laughs> I whenever i do play on one of my dps tunes like i have to i have to get a full group together before doing anything because i'm not waiting in that queue yeah. healer queues are fine tank queues are great uh i've also been tanking in eso lately and that's super fun yeah. um but so anyway whenever i made that comment on the podcast wandering bard who i mentioned earlier he started a rebellion in Discord called the Soul Gym Society because whenever my tank, Lego, came to my defense just like you just did, he said DPS are just soul gems because they're constantly dead and we're having to revive you because they're squishy. <laughs> they became known as the Soul Gym Society and they have their own role in Discord and they have picket signs. That like to pop up sometimes. Tremendous. So yeah, the, the whole thing now is just, I made one mistake with a bunny, so everyone trolls me. But it's it's really, really fun. It's it's all a good fun. Everybody's great. And it, it keeps it interesting, especially whenever I get some of them in voice with me. Uh, and they're just trolling me the whole time. But it's <laughs> it's a really good time. And they are extremely, extremely welcoming. Uh, so definitely like, don't feel shy. Don't feel like you're interrupting anything. Just come hang out with us sometime. We'll get you back into ESO. <laughs> well, because uh, you don't even have to pay the sub, so you can just start playing again. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, all right. Well, speaking of your Twitch and stuff, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you. Twitch, Twitter, any of that kind of stuff. So you can find me on Twitch and Instagram at HyperPixieGaming. And you can find me on Twitter at HyperPixieGames because of those pesky character limits. Word up. And if you would like to find us on the internet, you can go to facebook.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast, or you can find us on Twitter at Steam underscore podcast. Hey, it didn't fuck it up. Mark it on the tally. There's another tally. I didn't fuck it up. Um, <laughs> we, we did also, I did just start, if, you, if uh, Discord is not your thing, on our Facebook page, I have a Discord link linked um, if you want to join our Discord. But if that's not your thing, um, we did just start a facebook group um it's called the steam machine podcast lounge um if you want to come and join you can share gaming memes we can talk about games uh we can talk about 
any you know movies anime whatever you know it's just a, it's going to be a community where we can all just kind of get together and shoot the shit and be respectful and uh, make each other laugh all that kind of good shit so facebook uh i don't know what the actual thing is but if you go on there and you search the steam machine podcast lounge it'll it'll pop up come join us talk some shit with us um other than that man um oh uh, i did finally i put together the tier list um and i put that up on the group thing so um if you would like to rank the games that we have done so far uh, along with me and ryan i do believe that uh, ryan was working on his um i've got mine up on the page on and uh, i believe the group actually not the page uh, i put it in the group along with the link for someone to be able to do their own so if you want to pop in there and do that that would be cool too um leave us a five-star review on itunes if you will that would be fucking fantastic it helps us climb the ranks between all of these other gaming podcasts that are out there and help us get discovered by more people um and yeah oh we are now available on audible so that's cool like oh that is cool audible started doing podcasts so it it showed up i had somebody message me the other day with a screenshot and they're like did you know you guys were on audible and i was like no, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> so that was pretty sweet. Um, well, uh, is there anything else that either of you would like to say before we sign off of here? It's been fun. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. And we're going to have you back again. I will definitely bug you when we get to The Witcher or any other Elder Scrolls related material. Um, I can't wait to see what you think about Arena. Let him <laughs> <laughs> so technically i have arena but instead of suffering through it myself i've just been watching lotus of doom from tales playing it that is the funniest shit i've seen in my life it is hysterical you have got to, if you haven't already check out lotus of doom on twitter on twitch he's also lotus of doom on twitter but check out his twitch channel because his arena play let's his arena playthrough is just the best thing you'll see. And it'll just make you feel so much better about your own life, especially in 2020. Because <laughs> that's like the whole game. It's great. Yeah, Arena is interesting. Because uh, real quick before we sign off, it's like the, the whole thing behind Arena was they were going to make an Arena game, but then they just decided to add a bunch of lore and make it a full-fledged RPG. So it's it's interesting to see like that Elder Scrolls was just originally going to be just a fucking Arena fighter, and it turned into what it is today. But again, thank you so much for coming on, Pixie. Um, everybody, go check her out on Twitch. I can't recommend it enough. Um, it's really, it's a good time. So for Hyper Pixie, and he's Ryan. I'm Dalton. As always, guys, take it easy. Bye, everybody.